Salam dear listeners and welcome once again to Radio Sai Vintage Bhajan Classroom. I am Team Radio Sai's Bishu and today we have a lovely bhajan on Lord Dattatreya. We adore our Bhagwan as the embodiment of Brahma, Vishnu and Maheshwara. So this is how the first line of the bhajan flows. Dattta Guru, Dattta Guru, Dattatreya Guru Again, this is a very simple bhajan. Like in every episode of this program, let's get familiar with the lyrics and then we'll move on to the raga, the beat of the bhajan. And then I will share with you a few stories about the way Bhagwan has revealed who is Dattatreya. So let's get started with the lyrics. Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Dattatreya Guru, Sai Natha, Dina Natha, Brahma Rupa Guru, Alak Niranjana, Bhava Bhaya Bhanjana, Dattatreya Guru, Dattatreya Guru, Sai Natha Guru. Now that you are familiar with the lyrics, here is how this bhajan should be sung. Brother Ashwat and Anirudh will now give you a slow demonstration of the tune of the bhajan. This bhajan is sung in the scale G Pancham. Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Triya Guru. 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 Sai Natha, Dina Natha, Brahma Rupa 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 Guru. Alak Niranjana, Bhava Bhaya Bhanjana, Dattatriya 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 Guru. Dattatriya Guru. Dattatriya Guru. Sai Natha Guru. Sai Natha Guru. Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Triya Guru. So that's a lovely bhajan dedicated to Lord Dattatreya. We don't have many bhajans which are solely in adoration of Dattatreya and Brother Ashwat gave us a demonstration of how the tune of the bhajan flows. Let us spend some time on the raga of the bhajan. Anirudh is here to share with us his thoughts. 
So is this based on a Hindustani raga or a Karnataki raga? Sairam Bishu. Sairam. This uh, beautiful melody is uh, mostly based on a Karnataki raga. It, I, I feel it's a mix of the, uh, the emotions of the Hindustani classical music raga called Pilu. Mm-hmm. Whereas it is very close to a Karnataki raga called Kapi. Okay. But both are different from each other in a, a very unique way. Uh, Pilu is more a Hindustani based raga and you have many of our Sai bhajans based on Pilu. Kapi has uh, more of the the Carnatic boundaries and you have purely Kapi bhajans like Govinda Gopala Jayamadav Gopala and uh, you have Murali Dhara Mukunda Murari Govardhana Dapada Komal Dha also comes in the copy. There are many notes actually. It's very tough to classify according to the uh, the the number of notes the, ra- the the tune touches because you have many notes in the raga. Mm-hmm. Shuddha Komal Ga and Dha Komal Dha Shuddha Dha. Oh. <laughs> uh, so in, if you take in Pilu, if you say. There's a Komalga. Nisada Shuddha. The Nisagari Nisa. Sai Premade Shanti De Anand De Baba Premade. Natavar Krishna, Natavar Krishna Radhe Nandala. Very similar to this version. Datta Guru, Datta yes. Guru, Datta Treya Guru. And it goes to the major, similar to this version. Sainatha Dinanatha. So in Natavara Krishna also you have this. Hare Hare Madhava Hare Gopika Lola. Then you have many versions like Nanda Kishora Jaya so I feel we can say that uh, it, the Pilu has a vintage flavor. Mm-hmm. Many of our vintage bhajans uh, just going to that co- major ga, that is the Shuddha ga. This uh, kind of beautiful play of the notes is more seen in the vintage bhajans we can say. Also you have the... Uh, the recent versions like Antaranga Sai is also based on this Pilu Raga. Antaranga Sai, Anatha Natha Sai, Dina Bandhu Sai, Karuna Sindhu Sai. Of course, you'll feel that every every bhajan sounds so similar with <laughs> <laughs> because that's the beauty of our bhajan that it's it's not that composed particularly in one raga. Even Antaranga Sai has many other notes like the Komal Ni. It's more dominant on the Komal Ni. So the moment when you bring in Komal Ni, you have both the knees. So it, it might the discussion might go into one more family of ragas or where it touches <laughs> and comes. 
so this bhajan if you ask me datta guru i think it can be categorized as uh, pilu bhajan based on rag pilu mm-hmm. okay i think once we see the swaras uh, we'll get a better idea yes so let's do the first line datta guru datta guru datta treya guru ni sadani sari ni sari ga sari ni sa ni sadani sari ni sari ga sari ni sa So the pace of this bhajan is medium. Yes, it's a medium bhajan. And in fact, I remember something interesting about this bhajan. Though it's a very old bhajan, uh, the first time I heard this bhajan is uh, in 2007 mm-hmm. when I was studying in Vrindavan campus. Used to come for every festival from Vrindavan to Parthi. Yes. And when we go back uh, from Parthi to Vrindavan, we used to do bhajans both times in the bus. In the bus, yeah. Yes. So that time I remember... listening to this bhajan when one of our teachers mm-hmm. sang this bhajan okay uh datta guru datta guru that's the first time i heard but mm. it's a very very old bhajan mm. i think many of the balikas students and uh, gurus might definitely know this bhajan datta mm. guru i think may some of these bhajans probably were sung in front of bhagwan in the 60s and 70s yes and the devotees who used to come to prashantinilayam then they have carried these bhajans to their samitis yes, and yes. after that you know this has remained in the samitis and perhaps it correct. has moved on to different samitis correct but uh, different bhajans have come into prashantinilayam the yes. singers have changed here yes. the boys came in and they came up with their compositions so somehow these bhajans have survived now yes. there in the samitis <laughs> i think it's a very uh, um, propitious thing to bring them back into exactly. prashanti consciousness also yes. actually because all are simple namavali yes, yes. and it's a very simple bhajan yes, isn't it very simple adding to one more guru bhajans yes beautiful so let's do the beat so the beat of this bhajan is 8 beat let's have the count 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 
I think in a faster speed also it'll sound very nice, isn't it? Yes, yes. But it has that uh, feel uh, to sound very vibrant when you go fast. Why don't we try a faster speed also, Arvind Sai? Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Treya Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Treya Guru. really a lovely addition to our vintage bhajan series and hopefully many people will learn this and start singing this in their samitis and we also sing this often in prashantinilaya mandir by his grace thank you so much brother anirudh and arvind sai thank, thank you vishu sai ram sai ram So we are done with the beat and the raga of the bhajan. It's time to spend on the bhava aspect of the bhajan. Who is the Tatreya? What does this avatar of the Lord signify? And what is it that we have to internalize as we sing this bhajan? So let's begin with the first line. Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Treya Guru So as the legend goes in the timeless beginning there was no earth no sky no planet no universe no being it was all an infinite expanse of water and on it was resting lord narayana and then lord narayana wills that brahmanda be created the universe should happen and so the lord first creates the four faced brahma and entrust him with the task of creation of both animate and inanimate beings and out of brahma's manas or his mind emerge seven sages the saptarishis they are called brahma manasa putras because they have emerged from brahma's mind and one of these rishis was atri rishi now atri practiced severe penance for countless number of years and then he attained brahma gyana the ultimate knowledge and later at the instance of brahma sage atri marries anasuya the daughter of kardama pajapati 
and anasuya was the embodiment of perfection she was someone who was nobility personified she was entirely completely blemishless and she had no malice against anyone had overwhelming and motherly love for all and she was an embodiment of chastity in fact her stellar virtues and her steadfastness to these principles was so great that her fame and her glory spread far and wide over the three worlds and they say that even indra the lord of the heaven felt all his power waning out in front of the splendorous sunshine of the rising glory and powers of anasuya bhagwan is to mention how asuya is the opposite of anasuya asuya means jealousy anasuya is one who is completely welcoming of all who is virtuous in every way and here once anasuya's glory was increasing every day indra approached the three gods brahma vishnu and maheshwara and said that we must do something to arrest the ever increasing powers and glory of anasuya and so the gods say okay let's test anasuya's purity so the gods then transform themselves into mendicants and they approach the hermitage of sage atri and they beg for alms and at that time sage atri had gone to the river to offer his daily oblations anasuya came out and he welcomed the three guests and she extended hospitality to them but now these three guests made a strange request they said that the food that is being prepared for them has to be served to them by anasuya but with a condition anasuya should not be having any garments on her body when she serves the food to them and anasuya was very perplexed at such a strange and embarrassing impossible condition and she thought for a while what she should do she cannot turn away the guests because in indian culture atithi devobhava is a central tenet the atithi is guest there was no way she was going to displease or do anything to not live up to the demands of the guests but this was such a difficult condition and as she prayed and contemplated suddenly a beautiful idea flashed in her mind and she thought if only these guests were babies then i could feed them without donning a garment and the moment she got this thought such was the power of her pure mind and her chaste heart that instantly all these three guests turned into babies and then anasuya gladly fed them all with her motherly love and she was singing lullabies and nursing them and putting them to sleep in the cradle when sage atri returned home to his amazement he found anasuya fondling these three beautiful babies and singing to them lullabies and these lullabies were very special these lullabies were on upanishadic truths and the moment sage atri came anasuya rose and offered the children at the feet of her husband and said these are the datta of god to us they are the gift of god to us and sage atri was overwhelmed with joy and immediately through his divya drishti through his powers 
he realized that these three children are not ordinary they are the supreme gods brahma vishnu and maheshwara and how fantastic is this inscrutable beautiful leela of the lord and he prays to them and says you are the infinite beings you chose to become babes in our humble home just to fill us with light and delight we have been childless and you have filled our hearts with so much joy how blessed we are to fondle you you know tears of joy started welling out from the sage's eyes the babies were bathed with his stream of joyful tears and once this happened immediately brahma vishnu and maheshwara assumed their normal forms and they said we are so pleased with both of you ask any boon that you want and the couple said oh lord let the joy that you gave us by being babies in our home a little while ago can this joy become a lasting reality please make this humble cottage of ours your home give us the blessed opportunity to fondle you as our own children and the gods were so happy they said your wish will definitely be fulfilled in fact we also do not know what is motherly love and fatherly love the lord is a father and mother of all but the lord is never a child to experience maternal affection and paternal love and the lord says that we also in fact enacted this entire drama so that we can experience the joy of a mother's love and the care of a father's affection and that is how brahma was born to anasuya as chandra lord vishnu was born as datta and maheshwara came as durvasa and these three children grew up under the fondling care of their parents and with time atri rishi performed their upanayanam the thread changing ceremony and after that chandra sought permission of his parents and then took his place in the skies and made sky his abode which is now the moon and durvasa sought permission of the parents and he left home for pilgrimages and penance and before both of them left they merged their divine selves and their divine power into their brother datta and that is how datta incorporated within himself the divine aspects and powers of each of the three trinities and that is how the tatreya is symbolized with three faces and six hands and it is because of this reason that he came to be called as dattatreya three is three dattatreya also means the one who gifted himself as son to atri so those are the beautiful meanings of the word dattatreya it was a divine birth it was the fruit of the penance and the purity of anasuya it was the culmination of her virtues it was the power of her chastity it was a grand example of how powerful you can be if you are pure you can convert even brahma vishnu and maheshwara into little babies in front of you if you are steadfast in your virtues and datatreya symbolizes the fruit 
of those virtues, the fruit of what we call the human values, the fruit of adhering to truth, peace, dharma, right conduct, non-violence and peace. So that is why Dattatreya is such a very, very significant avatar of the Lord. He is the embodiment of all knowledge because He is the fruit of highest virtue. So in this line, we revere that principle of the Lord who is wisdom personified, who is the culmination of all human excellence in terms of purity, integrity and nobility. Let's move on to the next line. Sainatha Dinanatha Brahma Rupa Guru because Dinanatha means the one who is the Lord of the distressed, Brahma Rupa Guru. Here we are referring to the Guru as the one who is the creator. In fact, this reminds me of a very beautiful incident. In 1980, Swami declared that there would be no Lingod Bhavam that year. And a day before Shivratri, Swami called Mrs. Ratanlal and said, You prepare curd rice and tamarind rice for 25 people. And as soon as everything is ready, you just inform me. I am going to leave early morning. And don't tell anyone. And as he gave this instruction to Mrs. Ratanlal, she said, Swami, we have all come here for your darshan on Shivratri day. And now I am here with you and you are going to go. I will not have the chance to see you on Shivratri day. And when she made this prayer, Swami said, Okay, you also get ready. You come in the last car. You join the group. So by 2.30 a.m. everything was ready and she sent word to Bhagwan, and she sat in the car and the group left. Swami had his tiffin near Mysore and his lunch in Mudumalai and then Swami had decided to go to Uti. The next morning, which was Shivratri day, Swami took the group for a picnic and Swami took them to Dodda Beta, the highest point in Uti. It was a very crowded location and Swami said, okay, we cannot be here because there are too many people. And then on the way down, Swami asked his car to go onto an unpaved road. And in fact, Mr. Radha Krishna, who was driving Swami's car, said, Swami, this road is not proper. But Swami said, doesn't matter. You keep going. It was a very narrow road. But then eventually it widened into a clearing and there was all grass. Then suddenly Swami asked them to stop the car. So the cars came to a halt. And everyone disembarked from the car and then Swami asked Mrs. Ratanlal, do you have something for everyone to eat? And immediately she unpacked the food that she had brought and she spread a carpet for Bhagwan, and plastic sheets were laid out. And Swami took a stroll walking away from all of them while Mrs. Ratanlal was making the arrangements. And from a distance, Mrs. Ratanlal saw that Swami had raised his hand and he made an aerial gesture. It was as if he was plucking something from empty air. And not many actually saw, but Mrs. Ratanlal's eyes were all the time on Bhagwan. So she definitely saw Swami had picked something out of nowhere. And when Bhagwan came to her after five minutes, Swami handed over to her that crystal. It was the size of a paperweight. And Swami said, Put it in your handbag. So immediately Mrs. Ratanlal took that crystal and she wrapped it in a handkerchief 
and kept it in her bag. And then food was served and Bhagwan took his plate and started eating and after food, Swami again went for a walk. And now Mrs. Ratanlal thought, I have to see what is this that Bhagwan gave me. So she took out the crystal from the handbag and as she saw that, suddenly it flashed to her that, oh my God, this is exactly how the moon looks because she was in Geneva on the first day of the moon landing and she had seen on TV screens how the moon looked. Those pictures of the moon were very vivid in her, the pictures that were sent by the astronauts. And the moment that realization hit her, she started excitedly saying, oh my God, this is the moon, this is the moon. And Swami said, of course, of course, this is the moon. And she saw such a vivid image in the crystal. It was, there were beautiful, colorful streams. The colors were changing and they were glimmering. There were lush green fields on both sides of the stream. There was green grass spreading into meadows. And in the middle of the stream, to her utter delight in that beautiful crystal, she saw Swami standing there. And the crystal was the size of the large paperweight and she was so excited. She said, Swami, but in the pictures that the astronauts had sent, we had not seen all this. And Swami said, human eyes could see only rocky mountains. And then Swami said, keep quiet. Don't talk anything more. And Mr. Jogarao was standing nearby and he said, Swami, and Swami interrupted him. Swami said, Jogarao, I will tell you who I am. And that's it. It ended there. Everyone returned back to where they were staying. And in the evening, when they were again sitting around Bhagwan, Swami asked Mrs. Ratanlal to narrate what she had seen during the day. And Swami told her, tell them what you saw. And after she narrated everything, Bhagwan was retiring. And that is when Jogarao went to Bhagwan and said, Swami, you said in the morning that you will tell us who you are. And Swami immediately turned around and said, okay, you keep quiet. And Swami left, retired for the night. At 10.30 p.m., Swami sends word to Mrs. Ratanlal to pack up and get ready to leave. So and Swami says, you start packing the food, make breakfast, lunch, tiffin and dinner for all. And once it is done, you let me know. So she finished the packing by 1 a.m. And then Swami asked her to check if there are not too many people on the road. So Mrs. Ratanlal goes out and there were people waiting for darshan early in the morning, 2, 2.30. People had already queued up and Mrs. Ratanlal went to them and persuaded them to leave saying that this is too early. Swami is not going to come, you know. You please leave now and come later as the day breaks. And that is how once she cleared the road, Bhagwan came down and the group left Uti and they reached Mudumala at 5 a.m. And Swami went to his room to rest and Mrs. Ratanlal thought that, you know, Swami would come out by 7.30. And so she immediately made some breakfast and at 9 a.m. all of them were in the sanctuary and Swami was taking a Polaroid photographs with each member of the group. Polaroid photography is where you click and immediately see the print of what you have clicked. We are talking about 1980s. We didn't have digital cameras then. And so these Polaroid photographs were going on. And meanwhile, Mrs. Ratanlal was not there in the group. She was making some arrangements. One boy comes running to her and says, Swami wants you, Swami wants you, please come, please come. And so she goes there and she sees that Swami is granting individual photographs to everyone. 
and as that was going on she saw noticed that Swami's robe was a bit crumpled so instinctively you know she went to just straighten bhagwan's robe and as she stretched her hand to do that swami angrily suddenly shouted at her at her and said don't touch don't touch don't touch and it, it and he said it with like so much of emphasis annoyance anger mr ratnal was shocked she was terrified and then swami took that undeveloped polaroid photograph and then he started rubbing the photo face down on his right knee and then like a child swami was repeating in a musical sort of way swami was saying shall i tell you who i am and then after he had finished the rubbing when swami showed the picture to all it indeed was a picture that no one had ever seen before it was the picture of dattatreya and it was a picture where all the three faces were faces of bhagwan brahma vishnu and shiva were not there but all the insignia and the orchid dress was there according to the scriptures the trishul was there and a dog was there which is supposed to be the vehicle of dattatreya but all the faces were bhagwan's faces and swami said this is what i am Swami had told Jogaro, I'll tell you who I am. And this is what he created on that momentous morning way back in 1980. And this bhajan, when we are singing Sai Natha, Dina Natha, Brahma Rupa, Guru. The Guru is Brahma. Here you have Bhagavan creating the moon out of nowhere. He is Brahma. And who is Sai? Sai is Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara. He is Sai Natha. and to this sainatha we offer ourselves in this second line sainatha dinanatha brahma roopa guru let's move on to the next line alakh niranjana bhava bhaya banjana dattatreya guru alakh means the one who is beyond name and form whom you cannot describe who is invisible niranjan is blemishless bhava bhaya bhanjana refers to the one who cuts the fear of worldly existence and then you have the tatreya guru this is a very insightful incident that happened once in the punachandra hall it was a session that bhagwan was granting to the students during winter vacations and during that period sometimes bhagwan would grant the opportunity of watching a movie to the students he would sit along with them and watch this film and it was a telugu film on lord dattatreya so everyone's eyes were riveted on the screen you know as the story was going on and there comes a scene where they watch kartya virarjuna enter the hermitage of his later guru tatatreya karte virarjuna according to mythology was directed by his mother to visit tatatreya his mother had told him that his true guru is tatatreya so he goes to the ashram of guru tatatreya after years of search he finally finds lord tatatreya and now he's so happy because this is what his parents had said this is what his penance has been to find his guru his god and as he took that thorny track that 
led to the guru's ashram you know he was very tired but he was so thrilled because finally he has reached the hermitage of guru dadatreya and with every subsequent step he felt so much peace so contented so fulfilled because he had reached the end of his journey but in a way his journey had actually just begun because the moment he entered the ashram he felt oh my god where have i come they come to the wrong place because the entire ashram reeked of liquor and flesh the guru himself was emanating a very foul odor and he was surrounded by horde of women there was no sign of any holy vedas there was no chantings it was just people were speaking the lowly language of cobblers and he thought oh my god is it the great dattatreya that my mother had spoken so highly about everyone here is so drunk all the attendants also were drunk but still he goes near dattatreya and the moment he reaches there one attendant comes and just pushes him shoves him away and he falls onto a pool of liquor and he wonders what is this where have i come with lot of difficulty he gets up and he squeezes the liquor out of his garment the water out of his clothes and it was in humiliation too much for him to bear but he wondered is he not dattatreya this is what my mother had told me he approaches again to the guru and now to his horror the attendants of dattatreya throw him out of the ashram and he thinks oh my god what kind of a guru is this person the scriptures say that a true guru rests not even for a hundred births until his disciple has attained the ultimate reality but here is a guru who is so different and he has rejected me outright is he really dattatreya in fact people who have been with bhagwan can at some level relate to this because there would be times when bhagwan would avoid you and there would be times when you have praying so much and you know it is bhagwan but still your prayers are rejected you are even told don't enter the ashram you are told you have no more the opportunity to serve here so many times you have prayed and prayed but your prayers have just gone into oblivion and nothing has happened it's like the god there is completely deaf something like that was happening here to kartavirarjuna but somehow he decided to cling on firmly he went back to the guru and he continued to pray to him even though the guru was in in his insane stupor with faith he held on and he prayed he was abused he was ridiculed he was even beaten but he did not move just held on there come what may because his mother had said that this is your guru and he decided that he will not move until he has been given direction and self realization and he sits there and suddenly everything changes fragrance fills the air the women change into rishis and all the drunken attendants change into noble men and holy men and in the place of that grotesque looking guru now there is a divine effulgent form 
and Dathatreya smiles at Kartya Virarjana and places his hand on his head. And that moment, with that single touch, Kartya Virarjana attains Brahmagyana, the highest wisdom. And the interesting thing is, the moment this happened, the screen went blank. Bhagavan was seeing this movie with the boys. The movie stopped and Swami got up from his chair and Swami asked for the table and mics. And then Bhagavan rose to speak. He did not thunder. He did not say it with much ado. But then he did say it. Swami said, I am the Tatriya. And he did not stop with that. He added, test is my taste. So that is what the Guru does to us. Bhava Bhaya Bhanjana. He wants to break all the notions of worldly existence. He wants to break our ego. He wants to test our patience. He wants to see how resilient we are so that we can attain state of niranjana blemishlessness we can attain the one who is beyond name beyond form who is alakha niranjana this is where the guru takes us the guru never hurts us the guru always hurts our ego and that is what is so beautifully conveyed in this line alak niranjana bhavabhaya bhanjana tathatreya guru and then the last two lines are just the words Dathatreya Guru, Sai Natha Guru. So this is such a powerful bhajan. We don't have many bhajans on Lord Dathatreya, but this is a bhajan which is urging us to be steadfast disciples, to follow on the path, come what may, and to know that the path to liberation is a path of purity, of integrity of nobility and sincerity. Let's internalize these values and sing this bhajan with that kind of a feeling. Then it will elevate us. Moving on to the last part of this program, let's sing this bhajan once again along with the students in Prashantanilayam. Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Treya Guru Datta Guru, Datta Guru, Datta Treya Guru Guru, Dutta 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 Guru,